0: Welcome to Making It Happen, A Career in the Performing Arts, where we discuss how to break into the performing arts industry for yourself or your child, teen, or young adult. Guests include artists, creatives, casting directors, musical directors, choreographers, agents, and managers, as well as parents of young professional actor, singer, dancers, all who are passionate and share my vision of helping talented individuals land professional representation and have successful careers in the arts. My name is Lisa Solak and I am the CEO and founder of Making It Happen, a career in the performing arts, having helped hundreds of clients break into the business on stage, in films, television, commercial work, and more. This podcast is supplemental to my groundbreaking online courses, Professional Kids and Teens 101, a primer for parents, and Professional Biz 201 for young adults, college students, and graduates. For more information check out all the ways you can benefit from my courses, programs, free weekly newsletter and free guides. You can go to lbctalent.com. My guest today is Kevin Selak. Hey Kev. how are you?
1: Hello, what's up? I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Good. Good. I'm doing good. I'm really glad that it's sunny right now. I'm not raining like it was for 5 days yeah. straight. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought we were just falling going right into winter here in New York.
0: Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy that you're, you're on the podcast. I have explained to listeners already that this is brand new and we're getting a lot of feedback that's really positive and a lot of amazing guests that are coming on. But a lot, I want everyone to realize that a lot of what has transpired over the last two years with the online courses and with the podcast and everything else that goes along with what we're sharing with people to help them have successful careers in the arts is based in the fact that you were so successful. So everyone wants to hear the st- inside story, <laughs> the, the inside, inside scoop. Story, yeah. Everybody wants to hear what we did and how we yeah. did it and all the things, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. I
1: mean, it's a beautiful thing. This is a, this is a gem that people that you'd never get. So this is, this is a, hats off to you, you know, <laughs> hats off to you period, because you're the one that really directed me with, as I was a kid, I didn't know. I was just having fun. We're, we're going to get into it. But, so <laughs> Yeah, we little, are
0: going to get into it. Yeah, we're going to yeah, get man, into it.
1: And people, this is a gift. <laughs> yeah, a yeah.
0: Fun. I'm really excited about it. I mean, I've been doing it for so long, which I state in some of the podcasts and also on the website, you know, yeah. how long we've been doing it, and been at this and how many people we've helped. And it's just really oh. been a journey. So mm-hmm. the journey, your journey, I have questions.
1: You have questions. Oh, I feel like you're going <laughs> to Help me answer some of these questions.
0: <laughs> okay, so the first thing I think I want to go back because you, everyone knows, most people know that follow you, that you were a child actor. And it yeah. is a big, big deal in this industry when a child actor continues to stay in the field as an adult. Mm-hmm. So I want to go back to the child part of it and mm-hmm. just kind of talk to you or let you let you explain how you felt as a child. Because we do have listeners who are parents of children and teens who are super talented and who want to get their kids involved in the industry. And so I think your perspective or what you can recall from when you were young Mm -hmm. would be really helpful to, especially to the parents. So what I wanted to ask you was maybe if you could talk about the things that you liked and the things Mm -hmm. that you didn't like about the process. So maybe auditioning, what it was like in rehearsals, whether that was for stage or film or TV or commercial work or even the voiceover work that you did. Yeah. And also in performance of these things, like what did you like about the process? What didn't you like? What did you come away with that you recall? Because now that you're an adult.
1: Yeah. I mean, okay. Um, I guess jumping off, I think it was I think it was a time that I was like, really, I mean, I, growing up in, you know, your studio, it just was, it was like a daycare center. We always say, like, I just, it was just what we did It was what is what Kurt and Steve, you know, um, always did for people who aren't listening. There's older brothers, her old, eldest sons. Um, so like they were just in the, they were just doing this, they were dancing and they were singing and they were acting. And I just kind of was like, oh, this is just what our family does. Um, so to then take the step to then go into the professional world, I think it really then really connected me. I, what I loved is that it connected me to people who were so similar to me at that age, um, who were older and around my age, who loved this craft and had a passion for it and kind of were just jumping in, not blind, but just jumping in, like just love first of what this was. Um, So I think it was, it just gave me a chance to really, really feel comfortable in what my passions and what i loved because i had i loved playing sports and i had those friends but a lot of those friends um at the time it you know maybe didn't understand that like oh you're also someone who dances and sings and acts and it was kind of i think there was a little bit of uncomfortability there so jumping into the professional industry i think it really just connected me that's thing that my first jump off thought is that it really connected me to people who are just like are really pursuing this craft for fun and because at that age, I feel like it is all fun, you know, it, it's all fun in, in games until it comes down to the chance of, oh, you have to decide whether you're going to go to the baseball game, you're going to go to the birthday party or you're going to go to the audition. I think that's where probably I didn't like it at times, but I think I think what was great with what how you kind of handled it was looking back, I remember is like it was like you made the decision to do this, like you wanted to do this. We asked you the question and now I'm like holding you to that. Um, and I think that's kind of a gray area. Um because there were times of like things that were really important. And then I, you know, it became, it it became a conversation. And then finally it was like, okay, maybe this is one where you skip this audition or, but most of the time it's, it, it was, it was a, it was a big growing up, I think thing to be like, okay, well, is what do you really love? Like, what is your passion here? And where, you know, I feel like we weren't really having conversations about like career. Like, what do you want your career to be at that age? Like at a young age, it was more of this conversation of well, what is what what's that passion? What do you really like at the end of the day, what do you really would love to do? And um it was always performing. So I think overall, I think what I loved about it is yeah, it really connected me to some to some friends and people and um and that struggle of sometimes making the decision of what to do was tough at the time, but I think it 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 always paid off, I think, at the, at the end of the day, because it really was what I wanted to do and loved. And I found myself more comfortable with that community of people.
0: Mm, Yeah. I think it's interesting that you say that and you bring that up, the comfortability of being with these different people and especially these people that are also in love with the performing arts. And I Mm -hmm. think there's a lot of parents out there and this is definitely a great point that you can kind of bring to light for these people because they are struggling. I was just on the phone this morning with a new client who lives in, um, Nebraska, actually. Mm. And um, she has a young son. And I was on the phone with both the parents and they were and are struggling a little bit with Mm. public school with the experience with friends and neighbors and people who like the lay people who just don't really understand how the inside of the industry works and how this process works. And I think when you were younger, I tried to look at it like, Oh, this is an extracurricular activity, just like your baseball, just like anything else that you tried. Like we tried all the different sports. I don't know if you remember, you were very young when we were doing all that, but yeah, when we realized you had an affinity for this and I happened to have the performing arts school at the time, Mm -hmm. it was just an easy fix like you said babysitting service whatever nursery school Mm -hmm. like it was just like okay mom's not done with work yet so why Mm -hmm. don't you go take an acting class or go jump into a tap class or whatever so that's kind of was definitely the life but I think when there's families out there that are making the decision what are we doing are we putting our son especially Mm -hmm. into dance acting voice how does that kind of fit in with what you know, their aspirations were for their kids, like sometimes it's a little bit difficult for them, you know?
1: For sure. For sure. And I think it all, I think it all depends on where, you know, where you're growing up kind of generationally, where you, where, where you are. And um, I think nowadays it's with, with Instagram and I think dance is way much more of a forefront of something that's really
0: Absolutely. Cool,
1: all the things. Like I think I, I was one of like two boys who were dancing in my school, mm-hmm. at least like, you know, who were like pursuing it um at the time but now I think that's probably different and um it's seen in a different light and um and yeah it definitely is I think for I think that was the thing too I think for me or for us it was it it was easy for it to be an extra extracurricular activity because it was just something that was already around where to someone who maybe doesn't take dance class or isn't around that kind of community at all it is it does sometimes feel like a big lifestyle change Mm -hmm. Um, and I I get that um And I think, I mean, I'm sure we're going to get into this, but then it then then leads us into like, kind of, I'm sure what you say is like, when you first get into the industry, it's almost this thing of like, you have to really commit, you know, if this is something what you want to do, like any sport, you know, if it's depending on where where you are age wise, or, you know, it's something where it's like, okay, dive, like, you know, why just dip your toes in when when, you know, maybe money or things are a factor and that's okay. But at some point you have to just go full throttle. Huh. It's how you're gonna know whether you really wanna you really need that you really want that lifestyle for yourself, I think. Yeah. Um and that's what was I think so awesome is that kind of happened at a very young age. And sometimes that happens to people. I know friends who go through college programs of theater and then they like, well, a friend of mine spent like a year or two in the city and they're like, you know what, this isn't for me actually um or some people have that at a young young age or you come it's it's all varying but um well
0: you know what it's interesting you say that because that's what we've talked about with many of of our other guests that the journey is different for everybody and it's just it's really educational for the person whether it's a young adult wanting to go into this industry or a parent of a kid or teen that wants to get involved or that is talented enough to get involved and the parents want them to try it Mm -hmm. um you know, it's, it's educational for them to hear everyone's story and to realize that it's okay. It's not, it's not like what I guess, Hollywood movies portray it to be. It's a little bit different, which. No,
1: no. Yeah. At times it becomes a job and, you know, I think, and then you can, there's so many different avenues that you can attack at, but I think either way in, 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 in the different avenues, you still have to keep your foot on the gas, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. um, what else just one other point about mm. when you were younger were there moments when you were a child actor that mm. really are in the forefront of your mind as far as pivotal moments either whether that was at a rehearsal um or whether it was in a performance situation that mm. taught you something that you didn't realize or do you remember because you were mm. in your first broadway show was how the grinch stole christmas yeah. And you were a child actor, and you were very young. You were one of the youngest ensemble members. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Cindy Lou Who character was the youngest, and yeah. then you were the next in line as yeah. far as being very young. Um, do you recall any moments from any of the things that you did when you, more of a child, not your teen years?
1: Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Get
0: into that, yeah. but just when you were a child, when you first began. So we're talking. Grinch, Wintuck, any of the times yeah. that you did voiceover, any of that, the commercial, the the Tyson commercial, do you remember any moments that actually taught you something or that come to mind?
1: I think, um, I think what comes to mind initially is I remember being in Grinch and I think for the first time being in a rehearsal room where there's so much going on and it's happening so fast. I think I remember in that, in specifically Grinch, Wintuck uh, I feel like we had a little bit more time because we were training we had like 3 months of training which is rare. Grinch was quicker and I think I remember just being in the room being like oh my god there's so many people there's so many things happening. Um and having fun of course but really understanding my part within the whole group of the production. Um mm-hmm. I think that's where I really understood that oh like I I need to focus, I need to stay you know, stay on my material that I need to know, um, and have fun with it for sure. But I think, um, there was moments where, you know, I saw other kids get yelled at or other kids would be trying to talk to me. And I think growing up in the studio, you know, the training that you give the little kids, it's so, it's so amazing that because it you can apply, it's applicable to anything, to any job or any Avenue when, you know, it's so easy, especially in the performing arts. I think even now I see it with people who are older to make it all about you because there is so many auditions and then you're like, oh, this is my moment. I'm, I'm on Broadway. I'm doing this. Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, that's amazing to have. But then once you're in the room, I think, I think I didn't realize this at the time. I just was trying to not get in trouble. But I think um, I really understood the, the value of being that person who knows how to have a good time, but is very quiet and attentive, especially as a young child um, and knows that it's not all about me and like, you know, the world doesn't revolve around me. The world revolves around so many different other things. And like you say all the time, like you're easily replaceable, especially as a, as a young kid.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, really that's good probably what I would,
1: it's probably what I remember most about that as mm-hmm. far as the lessons learned, Um yeah. you know, be on your spot, <laughs> be on time and, you know, you know, definitely don't be goofing off too much because it's easy, yeah. It's easy to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You were able to read the room and know what your place was in that. Yeah.
1: Moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then that, and that comes from experience, which is sometimes tough. So I think it's, it's, I'm sure for maybe parents who have kids who are doing this or who are going to, it's probably the reactive kind of more thing, you know, it's, uh-huh. it's hard to teach someone that before they're in that situation. Maybe, maybe not, but yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Amazing. So you were lucky enough to work through your teen years. And one thing that I teach in the online courses is that um, teens between the ages of 15 and 17, mm-hmm. it is a it, it's a very difficult time because a producer can hire someone who's 18 to 25 or even 27, as your birthday is coming up soon, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> who um, can play 16, 17 years old. And mm-hmm. a lot of parents don't understand that. So if their child is doing the acting thing and they're doing very well, and then they hit that 15 to 17 things kind of opportunities thin out a little bit. Yeah. And so you were lucky enough to continue to work through those years. And mm-hmm. during that time, maybe again, same question, like any kind of moments that stood out to you or experiences that stood mm-hmm. out to you during that time that might have been particularly educational for you as a a budding actor and 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 did that help to be part of why you chose to do as an adult
1: i think off the top of my head i have two things one of them is i think um embracing the awkward because i think those teen years (laughs) a lot of there's a lot of insecurities the hormones are going crazy i love that yeah and and you really think the world revolves around you like you really think that the pimple that you have on your face that day like everyone's gonna notice it and like so i think like you know looking back i wish i could just be like no one cares everyone's worrying about themselves you know um but so i think but it's i think embracing that awkward but also i think Through those through that awkward is working through kind of the training or like being I think those are that was probably the hardest time to be like, okay, keep your foot on the gas keep training keep going to class you do love this like, don't worry about you know that you just had a growth spurt and now you're not flexible like you used to be or, you know, or your voice is like cracking all the time or your face is flared up with um, acne. I think those are kind of the two things. I think it was really great to have the studio and doing dance competitions and kind of having that consistent, like, no, you still go to class every day. You have to be there because you have a team aspect. I think having that kind of that team mentality and that you're, you're the same exact thing. You're a part of a whole and you they you need to be there for them, I think. And they need to be there for you. I think that really helped me through that time. Um, focus on that. And I think just keep my head down because then when it came time to go to the audition or, um, or do those things, it just kind of was like, okay, yep. We're just doing it again. You know, cause sometimes, you know, even now to this day, I mean, I've been in this business, what 16, 17 years almost. And yeah. I still, you still get the insecurities of like, oh, I haven't had an audition in a couple of weeks. Oh, I've sent in X amount of auditions and I haven't heard anything back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can, I think, be heightened when you're in your teens. Definitely, like, well, I might as well not even do this. I'm not as, well, and especially making the decision to go to college for it. So I think it's just really trying to make sure you have some consistency of reigniting that passion. I think that's really, that's really, that was really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. um And yeah, as, so, as far as like the training side goes, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, as far as like being on set, can you talk a little bit about? I'm sure people are interested, mm-hmm. especially other teens that are doing this. um planning to do it. When you did, when you worked on Boardwalk Empire, Mm -hmm. how was, how did that experience change things? Did it change things? Mm -hmm. Did it solidify some things? Did it push you forward?
1: Yeah. I think working on Boardwalk was a, was a time for me to really gain confidence in my craft. I think in acting, I think to a certain extent when i was a kid it was just fun it was like oh you're being a storyteller or you're being this character cool but then i think in your teen years you really start to understand the the world view of what you're doing and like oh no this is like a job and this is a task because at the end of the day no one's holding your hand no one like the director isn't sitting down with you unless you're like the lead of the show or like one of the leads the director isn't going to sit down with you and be like oh this is how i want you to do the scene you have to really find that within yourself and bring that and be confident in your choices. So I think that's where I learned that no one's going to help me on set. It's just you sitting there. Um and no one and even leading up to your first take of something, no one's going to check in with you to be like how you're doing. I mean, if you got the job, I think that's just then you need to have confidence within that. Like they chose you as the actor, right? um so i think really being like okay i have this confidence now in me and holding on to that and really just making like strong choices even if it's strong and wrong i think that's what i really learned in that time of you know especially with tv and film because tv and film you don't get that rehearsal period you know it's like it's like your your strong and wrong has to be like like in the middle of a set of like 60 people or if it's a smaller set 20 people um and you might only get a couple takes but i think it's so much more rewarding when you just say, okay, I'm just going to go for it. They chose me as a, a whole artist, like, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that confidence really, um, you know, is something that you have to work on consistently. Mm-hmm. I still have to work on it today, like, you know, with, with auditions or callbacks or things and being like, okay, no, this is, you know, I'm trusting myself in this moment today that I did everything I could do. You know, you have to prep, you have to do all those things, but, um. Yeah, I think boardwalk in that time pe- period was a, a time that I could really be like, oh, I need to do this work for myself. And maybe in, you know, it's time of asking help from, you know, like me and you would rehearse the lines all the time or you get an acting coach like I think at that time you think that like all oh, these big actors like they just know what they're doing and it's like right. some of these big actors are also getting coached on their scenes and they have their coaches that they work with. Like I know a friend, I know a friend of a friend who works with like Al Pacino and like Al Pacino like gets like he like gets a whole team of people and he reads through like a whole play or a whole script on his own with his, you know, with his people and preps and then goes into shoot. So I think it's, Yeah, you're not alone. But when it comes down to it, when you're on set, you are alone. So you need, you know, you you got your stuff going.
0: That is I'm so glad you brought that up, too, because that is something it's definitely kind of an inside scoop thing that people don't realize, because if you're taking acting class or if you're involved in, say, high school musical theater or the high school play or your junior high, whatever you're doing. With your public school experience or private school experience, Mm -hmm. you're so used to being drilled by the director and taught all of this and like everything's being reviewed constantly, almost spoon fed to a certain degree. And Mm -hmm. it's true. This is something that isn't normally discussed or shared that Mm -hmm. when you do get on set, you're on your own. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, yeah. You are, you are, and yeah. and it just it just better it just benefits you to really just prep and just and then but then have that confidence, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. I do have so many clients that are college bound. Most of them are in college already. Mm-hmm. They are anywhere from in their sophomore year to having graduated. And Mm. they are trying to navigate this industry. So I wanted to kind of let you take a moment to kind of share your journey and what happened starting with um, Mm. the college audition process. Maybe touch on that and then talk Mm. about what your choices were, why you made those choices and where you ended up landing.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, So leading up to just making the decision to go to college for this art form, I think was a decision pretty big decision because it's a lot of money you're spending and it's also a, a you know you're not guaranteed a job where you're making x amount of money out of college so i think that was a big decision to make but i think what really turned it was kind of a simple flip of the of an idea of like why would i spend 40 to 60 grand a year on something that i might like you know i think that was a decision for people who are maybe deciding oh do i want to do this because what we do in the in the theater industry yes you might not have a degree but we're, we're, you know, if you want to do another job, if you do the theater process, but then you maybe want to do another job, you might not have that degree, but it's so applicable what you learn. So I would say just initially, you know, if you're going to spend that money, might as well spend it on something that you love to do. So you we were looking at colleges and, um, you know, it's a lot of money to apply. So we, I think we picked four. We picked like four.
0: Uh, yeah, there wasn't many. I think there might have been six and you ended up auditioning at four.
1: Yeah. And I think at the time a lot of colleges, some do, I'm not gonna name drop, but some don't like people to be auditioning while you're at college. They want you to go to college. And I get that mentality. Mm-hmm. But I think we were I was already in the industry and yes. we were already pushing that. So it was like, why stop for four years? Um so pace was a big one and um and luckily sent in the submission video um and got the got the call for the audition. Went in for the audition i did my song and i did um i believe i had two monologues i had to do one was like a shakespeare monologue and then one was just a regular play
0: contemporary um, yeah,
1: contemporary play yeah and that went really well and then um i know i remember the audition um we did that first for the theater and then we had to dance um and the dance is where i felt i felt comfortable in everything but dances i definitely felt i saw myself be like oh i'm a little bit ahead of the head of the fold here and that felt great um and yeah, the audition process was, it was. I think, again, touching on what we said before is we we found a coach that helped kind of work through what, what to pick. And, you know, because I think sometimes, you know, when you're becoming an actor, you need someone to be like, no, this is how you're coming across. You're coming across as this kind of type. And in any college, it's just like they're auditioning for a play. Like you are colleges have a like almost like a cookie cutter puzzle that they're making. And. I bet, I bet nowadays like it's brilliant and more opened up and that that's awesome. But at the time when we went, it was like, you are this character. So I think it helped to like get someone to coach through, to help find monologues, to help, you know, just coach the
0: kind of to, yeah, to solidify your type.
1: Yeah. yeah and because... and I think, and, and sometimes too, with, within that, like it's, you are a type, but you then have to be yourself because there mm-hmm. are a bunch of other blonde white guys with blue eyes who are coming into that. To that audition there like, there's probably going to be a couple thousand if anything especially yes. to, like, it's, i think it's really kind of like what i said before it's an almost embracing your awkward what you think maybe is awkward and getting help through that um and creating the individual but i think it's also shows when you push it too far and you're like trying to be individual or you're trying to put something on that isn't you so i think a college is a great time for you to really look at yourself and really like what really matters to you, what makes you feel the most comfortable in what you're wearing or how you do your hair. And I think really sticking to that comfortability and that confidence within yourself, I think is the best kind of route to go. and then long story short, I got into the program. Um, I was elated. It was kind of the epitome of being in a program with people who are just like-minded, like you from all over the world, who love this and are really pushing for it. Um, and that was really cool to kind of feel that energy and that drive with the community around me that I was like hanging out with all the time. Sure. Um, so I went to Pace for a year. Um, and then after that, um, I kind of was getting this feeling of... I I love the program, but I kind of was getting this feeling where I was missing kind of being in the industry and kind of on the day to day, really pushing myself to kind of take my own route there. Um, So I decided, you know, it's a lot of money. So I decided to I was going to maybe take a gap year. um, And around that same time, um, Ivan Kumayev, who's one of my mentors of dance he hit me up and he was like, Hey, I have an extra bedroom in our house in LA. I know you were talking about when you want to come out here. And I was like, okay, this is like synchronicity at its finest. I was like, it was like, he was like, it was kind of a really cheap room. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Sounds good. And then just like cut to me thinking I was going to be out there for three months on this air mattress in his side room um and then I ended up being out there for like two and a half years from there I just I I jumped into training out there I wanted to keep that training going so I just found an acting school out there um like a like a, a weekly acting class um and then I had an agent out there so luckily I just kind of then dove right into getting some guest star roles um and luckily I also had um I flew I happened to be back in New York City for an audition um, for a TV show. I forget what show it was. But then I also got an audition for Casey Nicolas, the prom workshop. So luckily, so it just all worked out so well that I happened to be back here. I happened to go to that. And then I booked that. So while being in LA, I was flying back to do this workshop with Casey. And that kind of, I think, I feel like solidified my work here in the city with him. Because then I flew back out to LA and I was able to kind of pursue the LA career there with TV and film and dance, commercial dance but also having kind of this tie back to the show that Casey Nicola loved me. So I luckily was able to always come back to New York and still get jobs in New York.
0: Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I also just recently have been working with another client who wants to do commercial dance, and she is actually saving money to try to go to L.A. so that um, she can train there and do all of those things. So similar to what you did. So yeah. maybe mention just touch for a second on. That side hustle and what happened in LA and how you kind of had to find different ways to make all of the timing work of your auditions and training and networking and trying to make some money. Just touch on it. I think it'd be important for people
1: I mean, totally. I mean, I got out to LA and I definitely was like, okay, um, I need to be able to pay rent and I, I want to dance a lot. Um, and so I, luckily a lot of the studios have a work study program. Any any of the major studios have work study programs where you can work the desk like one or two shifts a week and then you get unlimited classes. So I said, perfect, I'm going to do that. So I went right to Millennium, which was one of the, you know, one of the biggest studios out there. And luckily um, I had a friend of a friend who got me kind of like an in. Um, so I kind of luckily cut the line and was able to become a work study um, student and that i think really um just pushed me into the networking of LA i think LA for commercial dance especially it's a lot of getting your face in front of teachers who are the people who are auditioning in the city because there's kind of levels to it like you just you get in front of people's people's classes and they they start to see that you're dedicated and that you have a passion for this And then from there, they ask you to do like one of their little side videos or something that they're just putting together. And then from there, they kind of see you on set and they trust you. And then with just doing that and recurring that over and over again, which takes time and and effort and, you know, knowing when to push yourself into a conversation and also not push yourself into a conversation, because there's a lot of people in LA who are really needy in that sense and really push and it can get a little bit too much because I've been on the other side of it where once you're kind of in that community of people, you see the people who are being a little too um pushy so i was able to kind of navigate that and then from there um i was able to kind of then just start getting booking jobs through a few of the choreographers that i was kind of um really focusing on um so that was kind of that route but at the same time i was taking acting classes twice a week um working at a day job i was working at a restaurant in west hollywood where everything else the work study was really great because if you had an audition they understood and they you as long as you found someone to cover your sure. shift, auditions were usually around hollywood so i was able to kind of run like, go to an audition and then like run over to still going to the still going to the day job but there were i will say many times where i had to be like i'm sorry i'm not coming in today because i have a call back and they were like what and i'm like yep yeah, that's just is what it is and if you have to fire me you have to fire me but like i'm sorry this is like what i want to do And luckily I solidified myself as an important role within the restaurant. So they were like, well, okay, fine. You're just, we can't fire you. So just come, come (laughs) when you can. Okay. Um, So I think you just have to love that hustle. I think it's definitely um, like any industry, there's a networking side of it. And especially in LA, especially now a lot of the bigger choreographers are only doing direct book. So the people who are wanting to go out to LA now, I think it just um, really try to save up and then really try to maybe do the work study where you can then just, always almost like a religion you need to always be at that person's class if they're ever teaching because some of the bigger teachers only teach sometimes but that i think is a really i think that's kind of how you have to jump into that route but be ready to do the day job and then do the acting classes and you know body emotion stage emotion. so like there you go if you can make it work you can make it work
0: Mm, yeah Mm. yeah the hustle's real
1: yeah Mm -hmm. you have to yeah you
0: have to to be good at juggling i think i have i have some other clients that are very concerned because they're they grew up in community theater programs they grew up in um, high school drama programs where it was very strict and so they're very loyal and they're very used to making sure that they're at everything and that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing obviously for a performance situation but you do have to juggle all those other things and it's very very difficult when you're you're brought up with always Abiding by the rules and doing everything I'm supposed to do, and now you're telling me as an adult I have to juggle everything and I have to tell people things like that. But yeah, yeah
1: but it's-, it's so worth it. It's so worth. It. I think it just goes back to like, if you want it, then you gotta you gotta go mm-hmm. for it. Like you know, you need to dive like you know all the way into the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you can't because of some circumstances, that's okay. But then just don't expect the results. By not doing that, I think, totally. you know, like there are those stories of like Rachel Zegler who like gets out of high school and like books Maria and now she's doing all these other movies and that's amazing. But like I from where I where, I've, where I'm at, like 17 years of putting in work of both of us and, yes, you know, 17 years of doing hundreds of auditions a year. Yes. So um, yes. So just, you know, it's it's definitely it's not as, you know, Hollywood or like, you know, those kind
0: of opportunities are few and far between
1: yeah it's work and you gotta love it like you need to find that you need to push through the frustration and be like oh i love that i only got five hours of sleep like four hours of sleep last night and i went to this day job and then i had to run to this audition and i did this you know that you have to feel that accomplishment of like that's acting that's performing as an artist is that struggle and that like oh but you made it happen
0: yes there you go there you go making it happen that's right that's right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So perfect segue. I was going to ask you about, um, you know, talk a little bit about the Mean Girls um, experience. um, And you segued into West Side Story, which, of course, everybody wants to hear. I was saving that for last because I know everybody wants to hear about that. And I've also had some questions that have been thrown at me about Animal Kingdom. So if you kind of give us, okay. now that you're adulting, now that you're doing yeah, all the things, yeah, bouncing back and forth like a ping pong ball between LA and New York for a little bit between prom and take us from there,
1: yeah. Okay, wow. Um, well, so luckily, when I did prom, um, I got a great relationship with Casey Nicola, and then I moved out back to LA thinking I was just going to be in LA, do my thing, um, and then. Basically, Casey Nicola called me up and um, was like, "I really want you to come into these final callbacks for Mean Girls," and I was like, "Oh yeah, Casey Nicola wants you to fly across. You're gonna do it." So, um, so I did that. I booked Mean Girls and. um, and that was, I was, I booked Me and Girls right in LA, right when I was thinking, um, I was really pushing and I felt like I was getting to an amazing place, um, networking and training under Marty Kudelka. Um, and then right before, um, it was about two months before I left LA and kind of feeling like, oh, I put in all this work, all this networking, all this time and effort. Um, and But now I'm going to go to a Broadway show. It's an amazing thing. But I kind of, am, what happened to this other side, this commercial dance side that I was really pushing sure. on. But then I got a call and they were like from Marty and he was like, I want to book you on the Super Bowl with Justin Timberlake, but I need to know when you are leaving for Mean Girls because I know you're leaving and I just want to make sure the dates work out. And first rehearsal of Mean Girls was, I think, February like 6th.
0: I remember. Yeah, I remember. what. And you
1: were- February 5th was the Super Bowl. So I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen. I'll take a red eye. And that's what ended up happening. So coming off of that experience was crazy. And we could talk for another hour just about that. But I will say that experience, Marty is, um, he's someone who works really fast. And so does Casey. And I think I got from Marty of kind of being a yes man, I think. It's something that is really when you're especially starting out in the industry or you're in a room like if the director needs something or needs someone to move from that side of the stage to that side of the stage in two counts you just go yes i can do it i'll make it happen you know i mean don't don't hurt yourselves people out there don't like try (laughs) to do a backflip when you don't know how to do a backflip (laughs) but i think going into casey and going into mean girls i learned really about how really being attentive and really being that person who's like yes i can make that happen or that person who's like oh What's that set that you just did? You want me to do it for you? Okay, I'll do it. And like kind of being jumping off because it de- really develops that relationship. And again, with anything, you want to make sure you don't overdo it. You want to kind of be that, you know, you really want to be able to read that room, um, which just comes from experience, you know, and and being that yes man, but then like, oh, wait, that was a moment where I didn't need to chime in or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mean Girls was an amazing experience, but I, I will say I developed a hard show for myself. The eight shows a week, the show that I did being a yes man, I was really in shape but you make it you make it work um
0: so that's but, the reason you had the toughest track in me girls okay
1: yeah 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 it was because I was just like yeah anyone who came after me or people on the show were just like what are you what are you doing to yourself but but it developed a relationship with Casey that I find that it's really I really hold dear to me that I, I I saw him a couple I saw him last last week and we, we sat we, we ran into each other on the street and we had a whole conversation which was great and it felt nice um so Mean Girls was amazing. I mean, working with Tina Fey, she was so sweet. She knew my name like day. She knew everyone's name day two. She was like, "Hey, Kevin," and I was like,
0: "Wild, hey, very cool, hey, Tina." What's up,
1: <laughs> Tina? So was cool. Um, but I will say, Mean Girls was an, in- an incredible experience, and it was it felt like almost my Broadway debut again because I was an adult. I was able to really understand what this was when I did Grinch and Wintuck. I was, I think, I understood, but I think we talked about it last week. It was like there was moments of just like, "Wow, this is a." pretty cool stage you know and it's like huge like 2000 seat broadway house and now mean girls was like me knowing i was like what really what broadway was what it was sure. and, um yeah so that was i mean it was incredible and then um during the end of my year the winter was the auditions for west side and and those auditions um were i mean i think i initially sent in a tape a self tape for tony for West Side. Um, and I found that tape and it made me laugh. Um, oh, but, um no. oh, yeah. no. I, I did a pretty good job, but, um, I understand why they didn't put me in Tony. Um, but, um, it's okay. Growth. we 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 know. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so I sent in a self tape and then I got called in by Cindy Tolan to, um, to audition for riff. And then I went in with the scene work for riff. Um, and then I did that. And then I got a call back to come in and dance with the dance call. We did, I think we didn't think we did like three callbacks with dancing or three or four callbacks. Um, oh, wow. All those callbacks were like all day things, but the second this the f- first callback. We had our initial dance call. The first callback Steven Spielberg was there watching us. And we were all just in the room like, okay, this is, this is uh, the real deal. <laughs> this is that uh, Steven Spielberg. And he's, and it was so cool though, because I don't know. I feel like you always have taught me like, you know, you know, they eat like you, they, you know, they, 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 put on their clothes in the morning, just like you do. Like it is this thing of like, that is just another person who yes, also absolutely. put in the work who made it happen. Yes. Um, you know, you know what it, yeah,
0: it, it's just to interject for a second. I talk about that all the time with clients. Don't put all of these creatives on too high of a pedestal because it makes it difficult for you to function as an artist in the room yeah. because it just, it gets all of that, you know, adrenaline going that some people call nerves I don't call it nerves it's energy you just have to channel it in the right direction right yep. so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So that, was the- that. that was a yeah. big moment that was mm-hmm.
1: a I'm just like I'm just like okay gotta do gotta do my job and just dance and do what I love yeah. um so that audition process was amazing I mean I I got to um I got to we got to dance in front of Steven Spielberg and we got to do it in like groups of people we got to kind of really jump into the acting and I think during that audition process I really it really, I think I realize what benefits you of just being like, okay, a truly yes and person. You want me to, you want me to run around? Okay. I'm gonna run around and I'm gonna act a fool, or like I'm gonna like whatever the character is, I'm gonna really dive into it and really just go for it. I think holding back in any capacity, but they always can bring you back. They always can be like a little less. But for a creative person, if you're not going there, I was in a room full of like maybe 150 people. There was someone else who's gonna go there. So it's like, okay. You might as well just really, really go for it. Um, Do what they're asking, take the notes, but go for it. So I think Mm -hmm. as far as auditioning and in big groups like that, I think it's really go for it, but also really notice the notes, really look for the notes and really make sure you're applying the notes. Um, If it doesn't feel like you're applying the notes, you can always ask a question like, how does that feel or whatever. So that experience was incredible. I got to do that. And like up until the final calls, I was still going in for riff. So I got to sing the jet song and do all the scene work for just Steven and the creative team in the room. A little side bonus story is that after I did the after I did the jet song, one of the producers looked back to him and was like, well, I believed him. And Steven looked at me and he said, well, he, g- he gave me chills. So I think that's all we need. I think I think he did what you needed to do. And that's I was like, all right, I gave so Stephen cool. chills, you know, that's pretty cool. So um, after that moment, I like ran to the bathroom and had like a little like silent, like celebration, um, you know, because you have to be so serious in auditions. You have to like walk out of the room and you're like, good luck. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. You know, you can't like walk out of the room and just like be smiling and laughing because then you're seen as that kind of person. Um, so so that that audition process was it was so fun. I think like Justin Peck and Patricia Delgado the choreographers just created a really warm room I think and as well as Steven and, and the producers. Um, and then West Side was a dream. We had 3 months of we had 3 months of rehearsals where we got to just slowly develop and Steven was always there practicing camera angles or watching us dance and it was it was amazing to have that time for a film experience to really get that time to rehearse. Cause you usually don't get that time, especially with the director. Usually it's like oh, you're right. a photographer and then mm-hmm. you're just on set, but to rehearse with him, it developed this relationship that really, I think brought us, it felt like, and he ushered this in, but like, it felt like we were on the same level as him as like a creative. He was learning how to shoot dancers for the, like one of the first times. And we were photos, learning how to like,
0: honestly, in the photos that they, that they used for press, he looked like he was having a great time.
1: He was, he yeah. was having an amazing time. And it was cool to like, see him like, get all giddy and like excited that we were like, after we finished to dance, like, oh. a, like a routine or something, he would like, he would like, you would see like that, like energy spark up in him. Really? Um, And then that would in turn, like, you know, jump back to us and we would get so excited because, because then it, when we were on set doing dance at the gym, he would pause and like stop a whole set to be like, everyone has to come watch this take that we just did. And oh, he would how bring, cool. he'd bring the entire room of 60 dancers and some like extras would come watch too and they didn't care. They're like, everyone come watch. And the best part too is while we were watching, Steven wasn't watching the monitor. He was like watching us watch the monitor. Oh, like, that's like, so. Almost how- like, do you guys think it's cool? Like, do you guys think it's like, like, you know, it was, it was a, it was a vulnerable time, I think, for all of us because we were like on this huge, like, I think it was like a hundred million dollar budget set. Like, you walked into set and there's like these huge cranes and these huge lights and like the costumes are amazing and yes, huge cameras on cranes and like, um so i think we were vulnerable in that sense of like oh wow this is a big deal yeah. um but i think we also felt like that kind of energy from the crew of like holy oh, like, this is like west side story <laughs> it's epic um, we were all in it together and um but i think it turned out to be a beautiful a beautiful beautiful film
0: yeah yeah it's very exciting okay so last question big change from west side story a classic epic musical to mm-hmm. playing andrew in animal kingdom yeah that feel how i mean you're talking what a juxtaposition of characters that you had to play i know some of that happened during um the COVID shutdown the audition process maybe give us a little rundown of how that happened and how it felt to be on set and working in a character that is so very different much more dramatic obviously than Mm. what you were doing in west side story totally
1: no yeah totally definitely different kind of drama um (laughs) the audition was at that that time it was just self-tapes and luckily I had been it's been about it had been about six months of doing self-tapes um up until kind of that like I think it was like February of 2021 um that I had that audition and uh sent in a self-tape and it was I remember doing the self-tape it was like at the end of the night I was with um my girlfriend and we were doing self-tapes helping each other and it was like 10 30 or 10 45 at night and i had already done two self-tapes that day that were due the next day and i i almost i, I almost didn't even want to do the self-tape because i was just so tired i was like let's just do it tomorrow i'll wake up in the morning and i'll do it which is always like the famous last words of like yeah but then what's the effort going to be in the morning when you're tired and you're having to wake up at 7 a.m so i was like okay fine let's do it and i did it and we did it um we committed to it and really put the effort in um and then i got a call back got a call back. Um they asked for the callback. They were like, really watch the show and really try to see if you can get the mannerisms down. So mm-hmm. from then on, I was like, I think once you kind of get that little bit of taste of like, oh, they did like me, oh, I, there's a chance because after you put in so many self tips all the time, it's always like, ugh." then I think my mm-hmm. real effort, I dove into the show. I like binge watched the show. I was taking notes um, and what Sean Hadassi found with the character was so physical that I felt like it was being kind of so in tune with my body with all the dance training. I felt like I kind of worked outward in with that character, which was, I think exciting to kind of find on my own. Oh, very um, cool. Yeah. So I, so I did that for the audition. I had a zoom audition with the producers and they were like, I I remember them saying, they're like, well, that's probably one of the best auditions that maybe you could have done. Cause like I, I cause I really had done my research prior to the, i really had gotten all the mannerisms down. i was practicing them in the mirror like i really went for it um and it paid off i mean granted and luckily because of the pandemic i had nothing else to do so i was like all right i'm gonna take these like two days and really just dive in um and then we had a chemistry read which usually chemistry reads are when you see two different actors kind of get if they're if they're kind of compatible and if they kind of have that chemistry on camera usually you're in person for those but we had to do them over zoom so that was kind of different um, so I did that. And then a few days later, heard that like a week later, I was going to be flying out to L.A. So literally they wanted me to fly out two days later, but it was impossible. So a week later, oh, I right. LA, flew out to L.A. a week later. And like it was within a week and a half, we started filming the first episode. I think that's with, with with TV especially. I think that's a remarkable thing. I think that's when you really have to trust yourself. Of Like, OK, I booked this job and tomorrow I'm about to go be a guest star on this on this show. I think that's when you really need to just like have the confidence of like, they trusted me and my choices that I made for this audition. So uh, they, so they must have some sort of trust in me that I can come to set and have A, B, and C, D versions of what I'm going to do or, you know, or or just the character as a whole to really have that confidence to make strong choices that are different. And I think that's what I found with animal kingdom. I was able to really find what Sean he did feel how it felt in my body and what my version of that was, and then kind of really just kind of let that run wild on set. Um, <laughs> and, it, and it was, it was really interesting going getting it to be that kind of character because he is so physically stern and kind of sh- like, you know, held and very almost like a clenched fist. But, but there's a reason. I think that what I found is for, I think I really found my kind of acting chops and really developed them in that because it, it, there's always something that some characters kind of capping on right he was he was holding a clenched fist but there's a reason for that Um, even if he didn't know it maybe so I think it was really cool to really dive into character work for that. But also interesting that I was working physically first inwards. I was working on his shoulders, how he held his face, how his mannerisms came about, and then find the reasons for that and then have that kind of be the underbelly of the character.
0: That's wonderful that you shared that because that's something that all of these young adult actors need to understand and hear
1: because there's a lot yeah. of time
0: that goes into that. And this is something too that I've been discussing with clients and students recently about how you have to put the time in. And if you don't have the time, you do the best you can. If you're in a rush, if you have, if they don't give Um, you time, because sometimes you don't have the time, but mm -hmm. if you really want it, there's always going to be somebody else that's going to be putting in the time necessary. And so if you really want it, you really have to give up a lot of everything else that you might have wanted to be doing during that time frame and it's hard as an actor i think too because you don't know when these things are going to come up there's no way of planning you could have planned all these social things to do all these other things to do and then bam here comes a major audition that you have to put all this time into and again it goes back to as a child what you said earlier about having to kind of bend your schedule and adjust what your plans are and be able yeah. to put in the work and be prepared and make these adjustments because why? Because you love being an actor and you yeah, love, you and love you it. it so I, bad.
1: Totally. And I think, I think that's, what's also really, I think because you don't know, when when they're, they're going to come up, I think that's also, and then when it does come up, it does like your world can get rocked. I think it's, really having your strong goals, like really having your goals that you want clear and like, almost like if you have to like write it on a post-it note or a card and like have it around your apartment just to remind you, because I do I do that sometimes. Um, But because when it does get crazy, you need to remind yourself like, oh, I can't make this, 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 and these people are counting on me, but they know this is what I do. They know that I love this. And you know, that like, if you could do anything to in a month, be filming this film that could completely change your career, why not take? Why not not go to dinner with your friend, have them say sorry, reschedule that, and then put those hours into something that can really be fruitful for yourself as a person and the career. I think that's also a point, though, to when you don't have auditions, make sure you are still taking your lessons and educating yourself within the craft, you know, or will doing that but then at the same time having those people or that kind of education be your bedrock because if you don't have the time, wouldn't it be great to know? have that training in you to be like, oh, but I can't throw this up in, oh, this, I see this script. Oh yeah. I know I have confidence enough to do this. But it's also that knowing that takes a lot of time and someone to help coach you and reflect what where you are. But I think it's it's so smart to make sure you're never sleeping on that training.
0: That's awesome. All of those points are awesome. I was going to say to you, okay this information has been great i'm so thrilled that you were willing to do this i would love to have you back again in the near future obviously to talk more details i know i have a direct line to you
1: yeah i think i easy. I'm not gonna be able to come to thanksgiving if i don't
0: (laughs) (laughs) there you go exactly no and i was gonna say like do you have any last thoughts especially for the young adult actors because so many of them are are struggling i know a lot of actors did leave at least the New York market, I don't know about the LA market, I would assume not so much maybe, but because of COVID and they made other decisions with their lives. So there are a lot of wonderful opportunities for new faces and new people all the time. There's always new projects, there's always something else. But for somebody who's struggling, who is trying to find an agent and they're just in the midst of that, or they are um, auditioning and submitting themselves and doing all the things that they can to break in, You just gave them a lot of great, great information in a nutshell just then, you know, to kind of hang on to, you know. But is there anything else like any other anything else you want to say that would really be helpful to anybody who is maybe, you know, just out of college or and has never done anything yet?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think. First off, like respect to anybody who, you know, is in the industry who decided to go another route. I think that takes a lot of courage to be like, this is something that I love, but I'm gonna push somewhere else. Um, but with that being said, I think, especially now with the pandemic and also breaking into this industry at any period of time or feeling like you're fading away and then feeling like you want to re-engage. I think, yeah, solidifying for yourself that you're like, I'm an artist. I know that. And like, you know, just me working a day job or like, you know, I just want everyone to never feel who's like, who feels like they're an artist and this is what they have to do. Never feel like taking that day job or going out and submitting applications to work at whatever job doesn't mean you're not an artist. You're always an artist, whether you took a year off or that you took five years off, however much time. Um, And I think just really holding on to that and really having confidence within that, because then that propels you to do the work every day. And that's my other thing. I think if you really want to do this, I think It can be a small way at home. It could be watching videos. There's so many different avenues of keeping yourself and keeping your tools sharp. I think that is a big thing because when the time comes, because we all know this, it's a reminder, you have to remind yourself. But when the time comes that it is that that you are the character, like this is the description, like you read a description, you're like, oh, this is me. You want to be that person who has every little thing sharpened. You want to be so ready for that moment because it might be a moment where you haven't booked something for two years, but then here's this job where you're like, I don't know why, but this just feels like me. So I think really just being confident within yourself as an artist and with what you do, if it's reminding yourself of your goals, then that's one thing keeping yourself just in, I think a lot of, I have a lot of people that I know um, who are amazing, but it's an easy to let your ego take over. So easily let your ego take over and feel like, Oh, well I did my four years of college. I don't need to train anymore, you know? And, but Okay. And to some people, maybe that's okay, and I'm to respect, but I think personally for me, it's a constant constant kind of um, forward motion I think you need to have even if it's only a little bit so I think those are kind of my little giveaways yes, you know your giveaways. it's an it's an ego thing even just to be like okay I'm gonna like go take a class or I'm gonna do this you know but it's so rewarding this is what we do is what we love to do and that's like what I talked about before is like love the process which is yes. what you put into me I'm saying yes. that because you said it
0: yeah you have to love the process you have to love mm-hmm. the auditions you have to love the training that goes into that and the rehearsal and all of that because you're going to do way more of that Than you are the actual performance side. And so the gravy has to be not so much the actual performance Mm -hmm. and signing autographs and, you know, getting to be on Uh podcasts. (laughs) It has to be the work. You have to love the work.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And that's okay to have those thoughts. I feel like at one point I had those thoughts, but then, but it's okay to have those. But it's then being like, yes. And to those thoughts, like, okay, (laughs) sure. Of course, that'd be great. Yes. And now, and then once you push through that, you realize why you really love it. And then you, that kind of all fades away and you're like, oh yeah. no, I want to get down. I get yeah,
0: love it. the process. Thanks Kevin so much.
1: Of course, mom. Anytime. Come on. You know, I man.
0: love that. I know. I'm just so excited about all of this. It's just so great.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. No, this is an amazing thing. Everyone needs to go to the course. This is, this is the most valuable information because there's, there's so much knowledge that you gain from experience there's so Mm -hmm. much you can you can go to college you can do all the programs you can but there's always this thing that people have where they're kind of the you know once you experience things and you realize it because the industry is so vast and there's so many people that look like you you want to hold things close to the chest but all the things that I feel like you're giving out are these beautiful tidbits to just get you that one or two steps ahead. Mm-hmm. Just make you that good person. I think uh, overall, I think people just want to work with people that they like and people who are easy to work with, mm-hmm. who are thinking a step or two ahead.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. And making
1: it easy for that director or, you know, casting office. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah.
0: This
1: is, this is this is some... This is some nice stuff you're doing here. You'd uh, be yeah, charged. I'm so people. excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> After all these years, I know it's. I'm very excited to be able to share all the information <laughs> and help people bridge from just being a talented person, wanting to do this and having the dream to be able to have all the information that they need yep. and step by step, you know, tools to be able to get there. So, yeah,
1: yeah. so selfless. Yeah, and you awesome.
0: definitely help make that happen.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> figure it, it out. Still figuring it out.
0: Right. I'm loving
1: it. I'm loving it.
0: If you'd like to follow Kevin to keep up with all he is doing, follow him on Instagram at Kevin Solak. You can join me every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you need more information, visit LBCTalent.com and follow me on socials at LisaSolak underscore lbc talent. By sharing stories like these, we can help other talented individuals land the career of their dreams.